Hi all, welcome to our podcast from Fusion Film Festivals. Steve here, um, and something we've been wanting to do for some time, but uh, obviously everything's a little bit up in the air because of uh, the terrible situation with the coronavirus. I've got my co-director Dan, uh, we're socially distanced from each other, but thought we'd, uh, we'd like to do this, particularly as it's kind of bittersweet because um, this time next week we should actually be in Valencia. Um, we should have arrived there next Friday, uh, and we're really gutted about that. Uh, Dan, over to you. Yeah, hello everybody, um, and thank you to our five listeners uh, for joining us. But if you share it, we might get <laughs> six or seven. Um, yeah, it's a really weird one for us. Obviously, amazing to get our London 2020 festival under our belt. Um, and yeah, it's odd because Steve, like we first met what eight years ago, and we've been by it each is. other's side when we're involved with a previous group of festivals from 2015, constantly, whether it's road tripping, um, flying out, getting to the festivals, doing the setup, And yeah, there's a massive void at the minute that's, but then that's not a bad thing. If you, it's kind of sort of reemphasizes that we bloody love what we do. Um, and oh yeah, yeah. It's absolutely gutting. I mean, the, the road trip, we should talk about the road trip we went on last year because, um, uh, all of them are amazing, um, even the drive to Poland, that's really grey and dark um, because of the time of year, we'll go on to that later. But the Valencia one was really special. For Dan, it was a bit of a um, bit tough because he, this is obviously from last year, he just done like a f- uh, five peak walk, I think it was. Then from that, he immediately um, done a massive like 800 mile round trip to France. And the day after he got back to see his future uh, in-laws, we went on the, the Valencia, so he was shattered and... <laughs> It was a bit gruesome, I think, for you, Dan. Although I'd done most of driving, I think it was hard. No, it was hard, wasn't it? I said, like, yeah, in turn, think I, I look back now and I remember I took a few pictures and we stopped off and um, we got the drone out. But it was the drive down there and the fact that I think I had just done seven hours back, pretty much some of the route we were then to do. And obviously, it's the three of us. That's the side of things which the filmmakers don't get to see. We're in the van, we've got our lunch, and we're the right myself yourself and then our our tech genius Stephen with us um three of us all crammed in cozy genius genius is yeah, that the right yeah. word <laughs> but yeah the whole just heading down there and i just remember it was like you're going oh this is amazing and i'm going no nah, not for me not, <laughs> not for me guys this, i'd just rather be sleeping and then when i was asleep i opened my eyes to one of the most terrifying things for whatever reason you like to like do something a little bit different and go, well, we could do the motorway, but let's go and take in the views. You were driving down. Something for the what... Pyrenees, I think. It was through the Pyrenees, I think, wasn't it? Well, no, was but you also went down a dirt track where I was expecting, oh. which was like something from a, some like, um, some, a it's scene horror. from, it's horror. A scene it was from awful. True Grit or something. I was expecting to see like horses and everything come down this dirt track. You're driving the van down it. All the equipment's in the back. I opened my eyes. I looked out. It was a sheer drop. And and we say van. It's a long wheelbase. We better be honest. I mean, this is a like one of the biggest Peugeot boxer vans that you can get. Yep. Um, and, and it was, I mean, I didn't mind, but then it got narrow. Dan's absolutely right. And all I kept thinking was, I just pray that there's nothing coming from the other direction. And they didn't. We did. Funny enough, we didn't encounter any road, other traffic, thank God. And I got to this peak and back on the motor and I said, I'll never do that again. Um, and obviously, if we do it again, then I would know. Where I, I, funnily enough, I can actually remember 
it's ingrained in my soul and my head and every sort of particle of my being because I remember we go off this, mo- off this roundabout and straight ahead down this dirt track is this looks like a hacienda so if I ever see that I know that I'm going to yeah. I've got to get off it but it was, but it was dreadful but, but it was an amazing there, drive oh no yeah drive wise was amazing and again that's a, like I will say everyone the filmmakers and creatives um, and even the locals that join us at the festivals just often sometimes think oh if it's a click of the fingers and it's just there but for us it's all the work and the build-up to it um where it really comes together and then it when is. we then when we get there it is a case of and although some people see on the social media setting up the front desk the banners i'll probably do something cheesy or silly with one of the step and repeats um yourself and Stephen are then sort of getting the tech and the interview areas set up um obviously do the screening rooms and it's just there but actually it's the build-up and the road trip element um of getting down there and then when we arrived in Valencia, um, one of my favourite ever festivals, and I think little enjoyments that came with it for me as well, was actually it was when Liverpool beat Barcelona. We're in the hotel bar. We had a oh, place God. around the Who corner. Who was there from BT Sport? There was a load of people there, weren't there? Yeah, there was, um, there was, there was footballers that were in there. And Jake Humphreys I'd spoken with, who's a TV broadcaster. And I remember as well, you're there and we found a, our office from home, as it were, which was a lovely little sort of pub around the corner that we took filmmakers to because we love it being inclusive as well. Um, and there's a proper Spanish bar. I mean, we should point this out. We, This is, a, a you know, it was a de facto lovely little Spanish tapas place and they were just really nice. And I'll never forget, I mean, it's sort of an old soldier story and I bought a couple of pints of being a three year old 40. And I thought, that's cheap for a pint. And he went, no, it's two pints. And I remember sort of going, it was like gobsmacking. It, but it was a really nice, I think it was bringing out food. And it was just a lovely little area. Um, and as a, a Brit, I just didn't want it. sounds odd. I didn't want to go to a bar that was going to be full of Brits. But I found Valencia was quite upmarket and quite cosmopolitan anyway. Um, I can't imagine it's the kind of people that are going to be going to Ayanapa or Benidorm. I mean, who knows? But um, it was, it's a really classy place. It's, it oh, really massively. is a beautiful place. Obviously, over the years, and then, say, prior to us bringing Fusion to the market, we've been involved in another group of festivals and headed to, whether it's Madrid, and obviously made lovely memories there. And that's one of the important things with what we do, and we've always sort of promised ourselves, is we won't just say necessarily head to a location and go. It's all about supporting the economy. And, say, Valencia, I ended up staying um, a couple of days post-festival and then done the drive back myself uh, with my Mm. friend Adam that joined us Um, and then even Warsaw I stayed and done the Christmas markets with my fiance my parents came over Um, Brussels we got to have the day out and actually when we look back we often get to see the tourism side as well which I think is massively important and we encourage the filmmakers to do that as well which I like yeah, I do. And the thing is, all of them, the places we went, you know, in, in order, the places that we went, London, obviously beautiful, right on the east, east end on Docklands, and funnily enough, not far from the Excelsior, a beautiful hotel. Um, and then off to Valencia, again, stunning. I mean, jaw-dropping hotel. I didn't think that could be topped. Brussels, I loved it. Um, it reminded me of London and very easy to get to. But the, the, the surprise one, I think, for all of us was um, was Warsaw, because the funny thing is, like I said earlier in the, uh, in the um, podcast, the odd thing about it is you're going there, it's really dark. It's, it's basically you're in the dark all the time because late in the year, um, you're going through five countries, it's bitterly cold. And we already had a bit of a downer because there was a bit of a problem with the hotel. Not so much, actually, nothing with the hotel. I'll get on to that. It was actually to do with the awards night. There was a bit of a misunderstanding. But anyway, um, what was so staggering about Warsaw was um, 
the hotel was out of this world. I mean, they've all been brilliant. It was absolutely exceptional. Um, it was really was in the heart of the city. Yeah, I was going to um, say location-wise was oh my god, was spot it was obviously on the train station. You could obviously it's just the ease of access and again throughout. Obviously, you're saying the drive there, and I remember all of us are then in the van wrapped up this time. So Valencia it was shorts. Mm. This time was I think. We had like woolly hats on as well. Um, obviously, the heating on the van. As soon as we stopped, and some of the little sort of against the culture, but it was almost as if you're proper Eastern Europe. Just yeah, that, that, it's that's, exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, yeah, that's and in fact, I, I don't know if, I, yeah, and I remember. Um, I don't know because on the way back it was just Stephen and I, and I don't know you wouldn't have seen this on the way in because it was funny enough it was in the dark. But we actually got out about one o'clock, and Stephen and I actually saw a bit of the old city, which was the 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 communist side of the city it was really weird greys and pastels it really old took like a sun out of um um I don't know like um a, a, a sort of Berlin Wall how it used to be you know as you yeah, imagine yeah. it used to be um and you know that was really interesting to see but yeah the, the driving in and out wasn't nice but the location was absolutely incredible they all were and it's just been as you said, you know, we have been to some really, in fact, it's fair to say that all the places we've been to, even what we was doing involving a set of festivals before our own ones, we've been really, say, lucky. We've made our own luck because Dan in particular has done a lot of the research or all the research um, and, you know, he's nailed it. Although, again, an, an amusing story about going down to um, Poland is that we stopped at this place called the Box Hotel. Best, and hotel, name, so best just, night's sleep you'll ever get. <laughs> no, it, it was like... <laughs> sleeping in a coffin and I'm quite claustrophobic <laughs> and I came close to speaking the, to sleeping in the van because um you go and there's no, well, room, right, there's right, no, no windows no, no. this oh, is this is in Hanover so we stopped off at Germany which so we'd started the day in the UK we hit France we hit Belgium we hit Holland and then we hit Hanover in Germany which oddly was the midway point between then uh Warsaw and I was looking at places to stay we just needed a a layover and I found an experimental box hotel um, and I love my camping and outdoors and everything and I saw this and thought you know what you just need somewhere to lay your head but it literally was your head and barely anything else um, these yeah it was almost I mean See, I the, read... red, the, the red flag should have gone up when you said the word experimental let's be honest about it I mean that's when you're going to think hmm why is this experimental? I mean, it's very clean, and it was really nice. The people were lovely. It was just pretty. Well, it was it basically was pretty into, it was a, it was a self check in, wasn't it? But we go there and give me been drying for the day. We stop in, and then in the room, um, obviously, so Stephen's with us. He's got his own, and then you and I have just sort of bunking. But what was yeah. amazing, we walk in. There wasn't any room to really put your suitcases and bits and then i had say the top bunk where i walked up some stairs but then in front of mine as i've walked up is a shower so i was basically having a shower above your your bunk um, which is spraying onto me <laughs> how do you know this then you spray down like the spray from it i mean yeah yeah look there's nothing wrong with that i mean i know we're going off piece here there's nothing wrong with the location and wrong with the hotel it was clean it was tidy it was really nice it was just the size of a table and I just, just remember not... the element from that. And I I mean, again, we'd been starting early doors. I think we'd got a six o'clock uh, crossing oh. from the UK with the issue. And again, just where Steve mentioned. So I'm the one that communicates with all the hotels, etc., And obviously sources the hotels, builds the relationships. My contact in Warsaw had, for whatever reason, moved on from the company and done a... For, 
quite a poor handover and actually poor not inform them of the exact uh, requirements. So when everyone sees us at the festival, 99% of the time, we are good at what we do and it's organised. And in some circumstances, the whole metaphor of oh you can see a beautiful elegant swan but under the water it's paddling away uh, ferociously we're not everything is under control because we're on it but on this occasion it then got to get into the hotel and they're saying sorry may not have space for your awards night because it's being double booked and yeah. all of a sudden in the breakfast bar yeah like or, or something wasn't it and we're sitting and we're having breakfast with them which i felt we wanted a breakfast meeting and this is what i found amazing because i just thought oh it's all a uh it's all a stereotype we sat and had a breakfast meeting with uh the, my new representatives and events manager and they said oh what would you like i was like oh, just have an orange juice please and they're having like little vodka shots and i was like oh, it's a real thing wasn't it it was amazing but uh, yeah and it was like they were drinking tea yeah and the thing is we knew we knew we had a we, we it was it was, I mean, it was, it was serious because, and the, 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 for me, the, um, the telling point was because we have had problems in the past, you know, in the last eight years. Because you always do. I mean, you know, uh, men plan and God laughs, and it's, it's a true saying. And I remember looking at Dan, and Dan looked concerned. And when Dan was concerned, I knew we he, we were concerned. Yeah, normally keep it quite chill, was, but in the yeah, end, so we chilled. got there, done the, we managed to have the conversations. It worked out, and the awards night that would normally sort of kick off around quarter to six, six p.m. in the room. There's still a dentist conference going on at quarter past five. But again, just to oh. wrap up, the hotel pulled together, um, got it all done. And we had an amazing awards night ceremony there. And one thing now to sort of, it's fair to touch upon right now with the current global situation that some festivals won't make their way out of this. Um, and no. that sad from our point of view we are not going anywhere it's a brief maybe hiatus we've had to move our valencia festival we'll be taking a current review in the next couple of weeks on brussels 2020 and of course then yeah. warsaw 2020 is to be there now a lot of people have come to us and asked about online festivals and like we've already said the places we go to that's not just important for us as a getaway it's important to have a physical base for a festival i think there is this negative stigma about online festivals um and there should be i think there should be you know it's it's again it's you know why would you have just an online festival because as soon as i hear that i, I you know we it, it, the problems are obvious you know it's but why would you have... Who's viewing your films? How it's, secure well, it's, is this? Yeah, it's, it's a secure element. I have spoken to a few people, and I'm jumping on a call with someone tomorrow um, and discussing just sort of different factors and facets, and I'll be keen to find out their opinion, because this is just ours. But I think we live in a world where a physical festival has to exist because there is that dubious yeah. lack of authority with the online option um, to also, if the films have been screened how they're being protected, which is something which is hugely important. And I think for us right now, it's about adapting and it's about adding value. Um, on Thursday night, just gone, I ran a Zoom panel along with the guys at True Media. Um, I've mm. had a few more additions. That was, that was a wonderful sort of, it was a small, close-knit boutique, which is very much what we are at our festivals. We know our place. Um got involved with that we've still got the green room which i've had a few more people that have reached out to me and i'm reaching out to um in between time and then fusion plus which is something which has always been our intention hasn't it steve to add yeah. this sort of 
exposure and promotional opportunity and with our cracking website we've been able to accelerate that which is something which is keeping us busy until then however again if we need to change things slightly to how it's run to keep in line with global health advice then we will but i can't wait to get back and be at the hotel i can't I can't no, wait. I can't, I can't I wait can't. to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and not go to bed until two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, a couple of another um, uh, kind of amusing stories is Dan and I. We are really be obviously. We don't. I mean, everyone thinks I'm sure that we're party central. Yeah, of course we go out for drinks in the evening. We mix with filmmakers and we stay out late. But the main part of our job is what people, a lot of people, don't know is that or don't realise is that. Actually, we're up early. We're always manning the desks from half nine, ten o'clock. We're there all day interviewing, meeting with filmmakers. So it's long days for us. But one thing that was becoming apparent is um, Dan and I was, were getting unfit. And we, and we knew this because by the time we got to Warsaw, we couldn't Speak actually get trousers up on our dinner suits. No, we were. We were, getting, <laughs> we, were getting, we were getting out of shape. And that was like, that was kind of a bit of a wake up. It was like, we've got to do something about it. So naturally, we both have independently. And in fact, by the time we got to London, just a couple of months later, We'd already got into a much better health routine. I could actually do my trousers up. We were using the pool every day and, <laughs> and stuff like this. But no, but it's it's just a, a serious point that um, we, and it sort of ties into this coronavirus thing that I think at the end of it, and we are all in this together, which is all I don't want to say it's a positive, but it kind of is in the sense of you know we can't none of us can hide on uh, sort of use use an excuse. Say, oh, you know, I've got this trouble. It's only happening to me. Blah blah. No, it's happening to all of us. So, you know, we've, we've all got this mountain to climb. And actually, um, the point I was trying to make is when people come out of this, whenever that is, people are either going to be very fit or they're going to be very unfit. And I want to be in the, the former camp and not the latter. But luckily, we started doing this a couple of months before this happened. That was pure coincidence. And it's just happens that we've carried on with it. Um because yeah, you do need energy, Dan, you, you? do, do. Need that's energy. the thing, you're right. It is, again, when we're there and I've had like, my best mates come over and he's seen the festivals and it's the whole, yeah, getting up and having a breakfast, but then it's, we'll arrive and I'll be like, right, meeting the hotel, having a chat with them, setting up the screening rooms, um, then getting up early, doing the socialising late, which we enjoy. Then we'll go back and you and I just, so we sort of share a room and that, um, just because it's yeah. good to then just have a chat at the end of the day, see how we're doing. It's just, is almost a road trip having a laugh but where i'm out and about and active in between festivals and i'm doing hikes and everything that's fine because my legs are great but it was a case of at the festivals going are you having dinner at 10 o'clock at night yeah i am yeah are you having a beer yeah i am yeah uh, do you want to do this yeah i do and all of a sudden especially then when we're working at home um, in between festivals if i wanted a screen break there's only one place i was going and it was the fridge and uh oh it's fatal it is fatal yeah. and the thing a small thing it is fatal and you're right and you, we've got to we try so hard not to eat late and we have actually cut because we didn't let's be honest we didn't go out and get hammered i mean you know we would have a couple of beers and even then we're sort of thinking oh you know it's there's sort of limited and i i the one thing i noticed with just doing the keep fit now is i jumped to my got back into my cycling and when i've, I've stayed really active before if i'd gone to my bike without doing any key fit it, i would be dying the next day my legs would be like lead i wouldn't be, I'd be horrendous but when i've jumped straight on my bike without cycle, having cycled for months because i've been doing this fitness regime the next day i was fine because obviously their level of fitness has improved yeah, of course um, it be, yeah and it is it is i mean all joking aside i mean it's important for everyone but i feel better and we needed to do it and you know yeah you're working from home but 
I think now with all this going on, it's really important for everyone. I mean, the takeaway for me personally is uh, Dan and I um, had an idea and a hope, because we are still getting submissions in. We should point out we're still doing well on submissions. They're still rolling in, which is great. But, you know, you have this idea and dream and hope and you think, well, we want to get to X. And that is the, the end point, whatever X is for you and whatever X is for me. You just hope you're going to get there. But actually... We've done really well. We've done really, really well from a standing start. We've had a phenomenal amount of entries, phenomenal amount of new filmmakers and films and people at the festivals. And, you know, London, complete yeah, sellout. something there. London last year, complete sellout. Is, we'd said as well, and going back to Eva, I'm grateful that we were able to get London this year. And again, um, yeah, the film. So I'm grateful that we got together under our belt because it was doing what we love. Um, but again, the where we'd been involved with a previous group of festivals and we just sort of uh, understanding the industry and from my point of view and yours it was always we wanted to look to go different ways and potentially sort of add more value which we've definitely been able to achieve and i remember going back to london 2019 all of the build-up and even in terms of okay yeah we're getting the equipment in and knowing how we're going to look to move it forward and developing different aspects i just remember that first festival oh london, so emotional wasn't it london 2019 and then the awards night finished i uh, you had obviously your wife jackie and i had uh, sarah and my parents were up there and i just remember it was all finished and again when when the night's done the filmmakers slowly peter out the room and then we're in there just making yeah. sure that might collect the table numbers and it might have been about half one and i went back to my bedroom and Sarah's in there, and I honestly, yeah. I burst into tears of joy that finally, all the everyone goes, oh, mud, sweat, and tears, and that, but it actually was that we we didn't know how well our dream from paper was going to go up onto the big screen, as it were, to obviously use the whole creative metaphor. But what we have achieved, um, and there's no chance that either of us and even say Stephen included where sadly as I mentioned some festivals that operate but maybe don't have a full I'm not going to say understanding but sort of model even if for example this impacts us and we go oh well the rest of 2020s have to be a rot off and actually we may not be able to get London done if we had to take a brief hiatus then that would be it because we'd come back and go we're here we're still keeping like now I run our social medias but there's not a chance mm. in hell that now we're doing what we love. And it's almost like I feel I studied film and I often was thinking, oh, what's my purpose going to be? I genuinely feel that running these festivals and adding value for independent filmmakers and sharing that dream with you guys is actually can't get, getting sentimental and emotional. Mate, but it's not my purpose. And that's what everyone loves. Although it's fusion and it's a north, south, east, west, it's Steve and Dan. And it, that's what's so important to what we do. Yeah, and that's reflected in the filmmakers, mate. I mean, you know, we know them very well, even if we've never, never met them before. You know, there's dozens I can think of in London, you know, from Game Cam Girl, for instance, or the uh, Guitar Man. You know, it's people never met. They're major films. The loads of people that came from representing those films, and they're all like 99.9% of all the filmmakers with me, doesn't matter if they're front or behind the camera, they're really nice people. You know, I would really struggle to think of people that I didn't get on with. It's really hard. Um, of course, you're always going to get one or two, but, you know, because that's the nature of, of life. But actually, there's a weird bunch in, in terms of they are virtually all really nice people. And we go on really well with them. And that's, 
totally reflected, I think, in the way that we are people. I've actually um, never known us. anything like it, though. In terms of, so when so no. Steve and I first met back in 2012, uh, working in publishing, and in environments like that, you always get people that you could rub up the wrong way, or those that thought they were oh. Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing. I've never seen an industry, what or the community that we've sort of built, and people that have sort of invested their time and effort of people that have been so honest, genuine. Smart, interesting, smart, so interesting, things, easy yeah. to engage with. I mean, I'm very, as you know, and people, I'm very sort of black and white, and I often do say how I feel. And I've like, but I've never been in a situation with what we've done where I've gone, oh no. Of course, I'm not going to necessarily say someone's face you're not for me in this environment, but it's true. I seldom can think of a time with all the creatives we've met where I've gone, oh no, you're you're not the right fit because everyone. And I just feel so fortunate, and maybe that is due to mm. ourselves. But it is a, it's a weird one, because I would have expected to have gone, oh, do you remember when? But I can't remember one person that we've met over the years that I've gone, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is a struggle. And I think, you know, that's the kind of people that in this industry are, that attracts a certain kind of person. Um, and that that person seems to be, for whatever reason, they're just really nice with a heart on their sleeves. They, they're creatives, often they're very liberal, um, and they're just very easy to get on with. You know, you could take them down a pub and have a beer with them. You know, it, it's it's because they've always got great stories. You're never going to run out. And actually, you know, we've been out to loads of dinners with people, filmmakers and parties, and who this conversation is never going to be flat. It's, you're never going to struggle to find stuff to say because they they're all maybe they're storytellers aren't they i mean if i was to say now i was just going to say to you obviously we're looking back we're kind of reflecting on the last year and obviously the first festival of this year if i was to go back to two of my favorite memories actually if and obviously just chuck the question to you in a second as well steve of sort of 2019 one of them would actually be molly and anashe the two girls that joined us to do our screening rooms if it yeah. hadn't have been for those two, I just don't feel it was their enthusiasm, their infectious laughter, their support network, and actually seeing them and having them there, they were, they immediately became and calm under our, pressure. Oh, amazing! So calm under pressure. And it's, you know, I mean, we technical yeah. problems. They didn't flap. You know, we might have a, a, a film file that was glitching or no sound or whatever. Um, and it's thankfully it's rare, but they wouldn't stress about it. They didn't lose their cool. They were just like, guys, this happened. We're like, okay. And this sounds patronising. It's, it's not meant to be. You know, when I was their age, I didn't have that kind of um, uh, confidence, actually, and coolness. But they I are. Yeah, they, I'm mad. I, just the fact know, that, again, you're absolutely right. I look back and go, oh, like, the, the confidence that I've sort of got over time is generated through meeting different people etc but i just yeah remember when it was okay we're doing it we've got to now find the people that are doing our screening rooms and obviously through um a connection from yourself steve and then joe and then molly coming in she's got a friend of nashe as much as it might be filmmakers but that for me in my sort of the whole year year was amazing but i think those girls really made it super special yeah. for us and the second one yeah is when we were all in Brussels and we had Sheila Carter, we had Linda Brooks and Jim Hall, her partner, 
and it was uh, Colin was with us, who's our festival ambassador, uh, Stephen, and and we all and Molly and Anache was there as well, I think. We all headed to the lovely little restaurant round the corner, and we took them all out for was dinner. Was I doing my car tricks then? Was that the one with the car tricks? No, then, you were there no, that? no. That was another occasion that you bored people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that I just remember, and I was going, wow. These people that have given their time to come here, and we t- we took them out for dinner, which again, it's creating that community feel. Um, and I always just look back, and that is probably yeah, one of like up there with uh, memories that spring to mind yeah. of fondness. Um, so to put yeah. you on the spot, yeah, Steve, no, right, go on, what would you two obvious ones, and don't involve beer. Um, it really getting back to what Santa said earlier that you have this idea, and you just hope to goodness with all the hard work, you know, you would get at least close to that goal. And on your first year, let's be honest, in any business, most of them don't. And we exceeded it. And I don't just mean, I mean, in all ways. I mean, attendance, quality of films, uh, entries, people that are attending. I mean, this just goes on locations. Um, and this is almost, if you could draw a picture and go, well, hopefully I'll get to this. Um, and that was, yeah. that hopefully is 70% of what you, you want or would really hope to get. Because you know, you'd be very lucky to, it's almost possible to get to 100. But we actually probably got, for me, we probably got to about 85%. So actually, it was a, an incredible first year. Um, and it was going really well. And it did with London, obviously, before the lockdown. Um, and that's the biggest takeaway for me. You know, there's lots of other things, but that's all head and shoulders. Locations were brilliant. Um, and it was just the, how successful it was. Um, running a business is tough you know you've got to obviously you've got to you know have a decent turnover because you need to survive and there's a hell of a lot of things that unless you run your own business you don't know what's going on um but you you know you've got to marry that with family life uh you know your personal life but you want a successful business at the same time um and it just so happens that i think not i don't want to say just happens because we made it happen you make it happen because you have an idea and you work things out and you, you want to make it go in a certain direction. And we knew kind of the pitfalls from what we were doing before and we've got that experience and, you know, it worked really well. And that's my big takeaway. Yeah, no, I think, again, I mean, I'd, I think that's a, definitely a fair one to look at because we backed ourselves, but we didn't know. And yeah, just that moment as much as we're guys, etc. But yeah, what we've brought together and one thing which actually is amazing to say that we just saw in um and actually it's the irony is that Stephen our tech man will be checking over and loading this podcast onto the website but it's a new website that we've got that's accompanied it we've carried our visuals um and i'm very as everyone knows pedantic about it and if something goes on the website and i'm like well it's, it's not colorful enough because we've got our blues our reds our yellows our greens at the festivals we've all got the same color style um the new website that's launched is stand out and the amount of feedback we get from people so that's something mm-hmm. which again i knew how i wanted it to look and it just so happens that Stephen shared the same vision and it's then right let's do let's let's do that and then we've launched something, which is a great platform. Um, we're going to be adding another new section for resources just to add value to support filmmakers and scriptwriters' journeys. Because um, that's another one, actually, Steve, I'd say. When we get a scriptwriter that then comes back with the completed film, so we have had the script submitted. Um, I'm trying to think if it was Katie McNeese, wasn't it? Katie McNeese, yeah, an yeah. incredible filmmaker. Um, I'm in contact with her on um, Instagram and, like, most filmmakers we meet 
very, very talented, but she had a brilliant script um, and it turned it into an amazing film. She's really one to, seriously one to watch in the future. Um, and she does have a great eye and she's a brilliant writer. I mean, everything about it is fantastic. Um, and that's a really good, yeah, a really good example. But also Yui, I mean, Yui's film, um, he's done a, um, like a, he's done the, the radicalization of, of Jeff Board is his film, uh, he's a Swiss filmmaker, but he's now written a script. I can't know if it's a prequel or a sequel. Um, so he's now going to be running that as his next project. So I'm really itching to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, it's interesting um, and, you say that, just jump in. So he joined us on the Zoom chat with Jean-Francois and Jason on Thursday uh, evening and was actually there. It was just nice just to see someone that's always has been a, a supporter of us since we began our dream and our sort of our own journey yeah. and again just to jump in he was in switzerland we we're on the video conference and then he's actually subsequently followed that up with an email to me just saying yep this is sort of my feedback and yes spiritualization of jeff boyd is the next the script that he's developing yeah. and how he's adapting and obviously you're a massive film lover and obviously as am i and i studied it i definitely love that we're sort of living vicariously through these male and female, younger, older, first-time veteran, experimental documentary, feature, short, all these different plethora of films. And I just love it because we give a shit. That's one thing there which is yeah. so um, important is to fully care about the journey that these people are going on. And not just to come to our festival and see how you do. It's come to our festival. We're going to buy you a drink. Steve's going to buy you a drink. We're going to chat to you. We're going to, Steve will jump on and interview. do an interview with yeah. you. The interview's then going to go up onto YouTube. We've got the magazine, which is the opportunity for you to bring your film to life at the festival. But then actually, it's great because we can turn it into a PDF that then can go on your website to yeah. then sort of just all these different, well, but actually will allow you to attend a panel to be educated on film commissions and all this sort of the aftercare um and the industry is ever changing to be like and we will adapt to that to work what do people need they need xyz all mm. right we're going to do our best to deliver fusion plus xyz so that you can then really sort of move forwards almost like an education because the truth is if someone said to me dan would you go back and do your degree in filmmaking again no <laughs> I, I mean out of my course i think what maybe 30 of us were there one person went on and it's not a case of because it was the effort that they put in it's just actually it's sort of the numbers game 29 people yeah, were let mind you i wasn't i actually got a degree and worked full-time but i don't need to go into that but other people on my course walked away 28 others walked away with a twenty thousand pound loan one person got the job and then there's me going well i didn't get it but I feel like I've really won with this. No, really brilliant. That's really brilliant. Well, I mean, I don't know what to add. I mean, it, other than to say it's, it, this has been brilliant. I really love doing this podcast. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, add Dan, but I'm so pleased we, we got this out there. And we are going to do more. Um, it's just been trying to work it out with um, COVID-19 and the lockdown. Um, and we wanted to make it, um, get all the equipment in place. Um, but this will be up on the website really, really soon. But it's been an absolute blast. And there's so many things we can talk about. And I'm sure when we end this call, I go, oh, why didn't I mention this, that or the other? But it's difficult because you've got to get a lot in. You don't. You want to tell a story, but you don't want to get drone on too much. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Dan. No, it's difficult because with podcasts, you get people. And I was actually, and I know Stephen, he listens to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to Peter Crouch, an ex-footballer. He does a podcast. I was listening to a bit of that earlier. You can listen to different, I listen to survivalists or authors or comedians. And they've a bit more lived, a bit more experience. We're two guys that run a group of independent film festivals. And currently the festivals aren't taking place. So sometimes there's a purpose and right now for us yeah. as things go on there will be even more purpose um and steve and i are two people that very much speak sometimes just for the sake of speaking so uh, but i won't apologize yeah. for that because it's the nature of no, who no, we no, are no, me neither no no but no i think right now um we just want to make sure that everyone is aware that we're here reach out to us i want to get more people on the green room i love having little chats got fusion plus which is a small uh costed opportunity but we are going to be really ramping up the exposure of that platform and it's a great way to increase your exposure of your work there's the trailers it's your personal profiles um and then even if this as well steve enjoys jumping on audio interviews so if we can add value to you and just have a chat with you in between festivals until we get back um at the forefront please do reach out and it's been an absolute pleasure having your ears listening thank you and take care yep take care thank you very much for your time